Hey Giants fans, welcome to Only a Giant. Thanks for joining me. Um, not only is this the first episode of Only a Giant, but it's also my first podcast. So bear with me a little bit. I'm uh, working on the kinks, getting things figured out, getting used to hearing my voice, which is pretty weird. Um, but yeah, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, huge Giants fan, obviously. I, I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing right now if that wasn't the case. I've always loved football in general, too. Um, football is amazing. You know, it's a great sport. College football is awesome. NFL is awesome. You know, they do a really good job with everything. Um, my best friend and I definitely have always talked about doing a podcast, but never really knew how to do it, you know, where to start, where to, you know, get the programs for it, just in general, how to do it. Um, and you know, finally, after talking about it a little bit, after a little bit of encouragement from some of my friends, I decided screw it. Let's uh, let's give it a shot. Um, you know, if this goes okay, my buddy and I may actually try to get a little bit of a a little bit of another podcast going as well, which we're pretty excited about. But we'll see how this goes first. You know, I want to get my feet wet a little bit, make sure I'm not horrible at this. Um, a little bit more about me. Uh, I'm in like the Syracuse area. I'm a licensed optician, uh, you know, in my in my normal day-to-day job, and I also do the marketing. I'm a marketing coordinator for the same company. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. I do dabble a little bit into video games. Uh, I like to read a lot. You know, reading is definitely something I, I do to pass time uh, for bed, um, any type of, like, science fiction, fantasy type stuff. So, this podcast... Obviously, the name is Only a Giant, and that's a little bit of like an homage towards Eli Manning, who has always been one of my favorite players. Uh, you know, I'll never try to sit here and say that he's perfect or was perfect for the Giants. Well, I would say he wasn't perfect statistically, but for the Giants, he was perfect. He was exactly what was needed for New York. Um, you know, pretty quiet towards the media and everything and you know kind of gives you the answers you expect but a funny dude you know all the pranks and stuff he's pulled over the years that you know we we you know as, as fans we probably haven't heard of half of it um anytime we get a little bit to hear a bit a little bit from like sean o'hara or any of the offensive line some of the pranks they pull together uh it's it's good stuff to hear he's just a you know he was perfect he, he's never really flashy um, some of the like commercials and stuff he did were hilarious. The the one with uh, Odell lifting him up, dancing, whatever that was, that was awesome. Um, yeah, so th- you know, the name is only a giant, which was you know his quote from his retirement presser, which was along the lines. I don't, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but um, for everyone, it's you know once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant, and that's just awesome. You know, it really shows you who the man is and you know he he probably could have played for another team he probably could have backed up for for daniel jones he could have been here right now you know but probably not you know i think it was pretty much either retire or go play for another team and i'm glad he didn't you know it sucks that we kind of forced his hand with that but it was time so yeah, that's the name of the podcast. Kind of what I'm looking to do with this podcast. There's so much great material out right now. Um, 
I listen to podcasts all the time. Just a little bit of shout out. Uh, I listen to like Talking Giants all the time. I listen to Clapback Sports, the Giants Insider. Those guys are all awesome. I, you know, I'm not trying to take away from what they do. I actually kind of want to more compliment what they do and maybe just give some different stuff that you might not normally hear. You know, I definitely want to preview Giants games. I want to review Giants games. I want to get heavy into the draft. I love the draft. I'm, I'm big into that. Um, I'm not a scout, you know, so a lot of stuff that I have will be, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to get into watching more myself and trying to learn, uh, you know, maybe how to how to do a little bit more of my own scouting and not just take information from people I trust. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with this. Um, I do have some cool future projects that I think I want to do. Each podcast, I'd also like each episode, I'd like to do maybe like a little section about, um, you know, a, a current beer I'm going to be drinking during the episode. Um, you know, I, I want to do probably, I think another thing I, I, I would really like to do is each episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about a game in Eli Manning's career. Um, good, bad, ugly, you know, I'm not going to just try to pick out the best of the best and, you know, go from there. I don't really plan on talking too much about the specific Super Bowl games, although maybe maybe that would be kind of cool to do with a guest, I guess. Um, so we'll play that one by ear. Um, but that's the general plan, I guess, of what I'm planning on doing. Um, anyway, well, let's get right into, you know, we'll do a little review of the Giants' Bengals game which you know wasn't pretty um it was a win though and you know Daniel Jones was out most of the second half I believe so you know the fact that we still squeezed the win out uh we were able to beat a team in the NFL you know it's not the the flashiest of wins but it wasn't the Redskins it wasn't the Eagles it was another team um with a backup quarterback but hey, it's a win. You know, it's the NFL. Every, every team is good. Even the crappy teams are still good teams. And, you, you know, like a couple years ago, I remember the Miami Dolphins lost. Maybe it was last year. Lost a bunch of games by like a one point or two points or something like that. Um, and look at them this year. You know, Tua hasn't done a lot. Fitzpatrick's been awesome uh, for them. I don't know what they're going to do there. Um, anyway, so Giants 19, Bengals 17. Um, like I said too, Jones got hurt in the game. It was cool that he kind of tried to gut it out a little bit and get back in there. But I think it was even more important that he realized that, you know what, man, I'm not going to help the team hobbling like this. I'm going to make it worse. Um, so I think he came in for maybe a snap at, you know, after that. And then, and then he just left. Hopefully on Sunday we have him, but I doubt it. You know, it sounds more like Colt McCoy more than likely will start. I know Dana Jones is traveling with the team, and that's cool, but that's probably more. Judge, Judge said something about it, just, you know, he's a captain. They want him to travel with the team. I think it's probably a little bit of a smokescreen just to keep the Seahawks not knowing. You know, could be Jones, could be Colt. We'll find out. Um a couple of things that stuck out to me about the Bengals game. I'm not going to get too heavy into it because it's, you know, Thursday already. Um, you know, but a couple of things that stuck out to me against the Bengals, uh, Jabril Peppers, 
the play in the first half where he came over and uh, deflected the ball with uh, AJ Green on that kind of little rollout left. That was amazing. Um, over the years, probably the last the last uh, three to four years, man, our defense had no discipline. That play would have been a walking touchdown. I mean, I can think of three or four times off the top of my head this year where our defense was disciplined and they were in the right spot where previously, you know, Antoine Bethay was sucked up and then slower than dirt to get back. Or even like when we had Andrew Adams, I can remember the, uh, a game against Dallas. I can't remember the receiver off the top of my head. Um, play action, bootleg, and he bites and uh, just so wide open. It's just so frustrating to see stuff like that. So the fact that this defense is so disciplined, you know, they might not be the most talented, although I would probably argue we have some all pros on this defense right now. They might not be the most talented. We might not have the best pass rush, but they're disciplined. And that is so refreshing. That's so nice to see. I just, I don't remember the last time we had a uh, disciplined defense. Uh, You know, even thinking back to Coughlin, Definitely not. You know, we had one good def- one good year of defense with McAdoo, but that was, I think, that was the year of Andrew Adams of uh, the the play I was specifically thinking about. So it's nice to see the discipline on this defense. Uh, that play by Jabril Peppers, who's playing out of his mind right now. You know, beginning of the year, honestly, I was like, man, this guy's rough. He's not playing well. He's missing tackles. He's it looked like, I don't want to say maybe blowing assignments, but just not getting there quick enough. Beginning of the year, you asked me, I would probably would have said, no way, you know, we'll sign him long-term. Even now, you know, I, I think that I, I would sign him long-term, but it wouldn't shock me if we didn't. Um, we have, you know, McKinney, who could pro- probably play a similar similar role. Logan Ryan, you know, somebody that I would strongly consider bringing back I know he's a little bit older, but man, he is a veteran on this defense that we need. Um, he he's showing the guys the right way to do things, and I think he he's more valuable than just the position himself that he plays. He's showing the young players, and we have a bunch of young players on this team, the right way to do things, and that's invaluable. That's huge. Um. If you don't have that, you run into issues where players start getting into, you know, me, 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 me. And that's what I think another interesting part about Jabril is, you know, do they sign him? Uh, Obviously, we have another year, but I'm curious to see how Judge and Gettleman handle contracts going forward. Um, The years with the Patriots, you know, I don't necessarily think judge had a lot of say in things but the Patriots way often was letting players walk a year early than um, you know paying them the big bucks or anything like that so it'll be interesting to see what we do going forward I don't I don't know if you know we're going to re-sign Leonard Williams if we're going to re-sign uh, Delvin Tomlinson this year um, next year we'll have to worry about Jabril and um, Evan Ingram, you know, do we hand, hand out big contracts to all of them? I doubt it. You know, right now I'd probably say Leonard Williams is a must. I'd really like to keep Delvin Tomlinson too this year. It just, what's at what expense? 
cut golden tape fine fine by me um solder they'll have to figure out something with that you know i just i really don't see him on the team next year whether they have to designate him as a post june 1st cut uh whether he retires um maybe he takes a pay cut i don't know you know it's that contract sucks you know and that's one thing with with gettleman too everyone brings that up what was he going to do that year that we signed solder no one wanted eric flowers to start there really wasn't a lot of other options. Maybe that's something I can look into a little bit to see if there were any other options. We needed a left tackle, though. If we went to the season with Eric Flowers at left tackle, fans would have revolted. So, you know, it's the way the NFL works. You know, you got to pay got to pay players. It is what it is. So, back to the Giants-Bengals game. Sorry, I got in a little bit of a rant there. Another thing that stuck out to me was Graham Gano, uh, four for four on field goals. Um, unsung hero on this team. I know kickoffs were an issue. He missed a tackle that in the beginning of the game that um, gave them the the touchdown on the kick return. But he's still playing out of his mind. I mean, I don't know how he wouldn't be a Pro Bowler this year, dealing with you know COVID for a little bit, uh, not missing any time, but. 25 for 26 on the year. 25 for 26 on the year. That is awesome. Um, his long is a 55-yard field goal. 17 for 17 on extra points. Um, yeah, just this, this guy's a stud for us, and I hope he stays here for a long time. Um, so he stood out to me. And then, obviously, Cam Brown made some good plays. It was nice to see him uh, kind of save save that punt return at the end. Carter Coughlin had a couple of good pass rush moves that I saw. It's it's nice to see the young guys getting in there and making plays. Uh, Tay Crowder made some plays. Going forward with uh, Kyler Fackrell going on to IR, you kind of got to assume these young guys are going to get some more time. Nico Lelos, awesome. You know, Dartmouth guy. Wonder what his role is going forward. Is he going to, you know, be on the active roster here and out? With uh, the Fackrell injury, is he going to take some snaps? I hope so. You know, I'd like to see him, to see him, you know, keep playing. The good thing is, you know, Judge isn't going to put anyone in the game that he's not comfortable with. So the fact that he's in there means Judge wants to see him. Judge wants to see him make plays. And, and, and he made two plays. He made, you know, that diving interception. And I, I could be wrong in this. I think he punched a ball out on that fumble from the tight end on the Bengals I'll, I'll double check that but he made a lot of good plays you know um in the right place at the right time it's exciting it's encouraging it's nice to see us developing young talent um it'll be more important going forward to see how they how they do I can think of like you know BJ Hill when he was a rookie he had a really good year I think it was 2018 same with uh, Ryan Connolly had a really good rookie year. Uh, Corey Ballantyne showed a promise in the preseason, but those are all players that kind of just stayed what they were. Um, you know, BJ Hill this year has actually played quite well, and I think he's going to be a big part of this defense going forward. I hope um, as like a rotational guy, but he wasn't showing any improvement until this year. And that, you know, Patrick Graham got a hold of him. Um, it's really encouraging to see these young guys um, develop, and I hope that we can keep going with that. Um, okay, enough about the Bengals game. Let's get a little bit into the Seahawks game. 
that's going to be a fun game. You know, if we don't have if we don't have Daniel Jones, it's probably a loss. You know, I think that it's we we can win without Daniel Jones, but we're going to have to play damn near perfect. And is that possible? Maybe. Um, it'll be really really interesting to see how our defense responds to playing against against Russell Wilson and a good defense or sorry, a good offense. And, you know, we haven't really had that yet unless you want to count in the beginning of the year, you know, with Pittsburgh in the second half, um, I guess Tampa to a point, but this is going to be a big test. This is going to tell us a lot about the team, a lot about, you know, what we can do, what we can expect going forward I hope that we can keep it close, you know, maybe a 24-21 game or something like that. I want to win, obviously. And if we have Jones, I think that there's a certain, certainly a good chance we can win. If we don't have Jones, they're, they're going to have to tweak the offense a little bit. I have faith in Colt McCoy. I think that he can make some plays, but I don't feel confident winning with Colt McCoy. So it'll be interesting. I would say, you know, with Daniel Jones, I, I I think we have a really good chance to win. Uh, but I'm I'm still gonna say, you know, around that 24 or 21 loss um, with Colt McCoy, 24 or 14 somewhere around there. Uh, we'll have to establish the run. We'll have to kind of pit our strength against their strength, which is a little scary. Defensively, you know, DK Metcalf is a stud. I still don't know why Schwartz for the Eagles <laughs> even talked to DK Metcalf. Even, you know, he fired him up by saying, if you guys haven't heard, he pretty much said, you are not Calvin Johnson to uh, DK Metcalf uh, pregame. And he took that personal. And he had 10 catches, I think over 150 yards. Um, he had a fumble too, which was pretty, pretty unfortunate, I believe. But. He's a good player. I'm not going to sit here and say he's Calvin Johnson either, but why would you say that to a player pregame? Um, it'll be interesting to see if we can slow him down. I think James Bradbury is definitely up to the up to the challenge. But then what else? You know, the run game has not been that strong. You have Tyler Lockett, who's been playing great. Uh, Greg Olson got hurt a couple weeks ago, so they have a couple young guys. Disley, I think... Um, another guy there too. I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, but Russell Wilson, you know, he's, he's the, he's the catalyst of the offense. Let Russ cook, you know, if we can confuse him a little bit, which not many teams have been able to do this year, I think we can, we can, you know, certainly make it a game, but we'll see. Um, I do have a couple questions, uh, coming up that kind of, I'll talk a little bit more about that. So, Maybe this is actually a good segue into that. So yeah, let's start. Um, I think I have two voicemails. Let's uh, let's get into that. Hey Mike, this is Eddie from New York calling in. Uh, looking at the Giants' schedule the rest of the year, can you give me a breakdown of which games you think they can pull out a win? And do you think we finish as division champions if Jones misses extended time due to injury? Eddie, thanks for the question. Um, let's start with the schedule, I guess. Uh, we have the Seahawks obviously Sunday. I'm going to go with a loss on that. You know, I, I want to say when I think a lot of that does depend on Daniel Jones playing or not, but we're going to go loss. 
So that puts us at four and eight. Cardinals the week after. They Cardinals are not playing great. You know, they're Hail Mary away from losing another game. Um, the play to DeAndre Hopkins, which was amazing. You know, even the rollout by uh by Kyler Murray, you know, that's something that you don't want to happen. You want to be able to put more pressure on him so he can't do something like that. But obviously he's pretty pretty mobile, pretty talented. Um I do think that's a home game. I think we can we can beat the Cardinals. So that puts us at five and eight. Um our next two games after that are the Browns and the Ravens. Uh, Browns are, is a home game, Ravens on the road, and then we end the season with, with the Dallas game. Um, Browns are, are beatable. You know, their strength is a run game. Uh, they do hit the tight ends quite a bit. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry is a good player, but Baker is not playing great. Um, you know, taking the shot at the Giants for drafting – uh, Daniel Jones was pretty dumb on his part when he it's just plain terrible. Um, Browns, that's a win, you know, uh, certainly a winnable game. So that puts us at six and eight at that point. Um, after that, Ravens, you know, they are playing great, but they're still a good balanced team. They're a good defense. Uh, maybe balance isn't the right word because they're very run heavy. Um, but I just mean they have a pretty good offense. They have a, a pretty good defense. And, you know, they're more of a, a of a good team. You know, I think that's going to be a tough win for the Giants. Uh, hopefully Jones will be, will be back, you know, by the Cardinals game. That, that's what I'm hoping. Um, I'm going to give the Ravens game a loss, though. I think that's going to be a really tough game. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, inspired, I would hope, because, you know, they're struggling to even be in the playoff hunt right now. Um, and that puts it all on... Cowboys Giants week 17 so I have them at six and nine right now and if they win that game they'll be seven and nine um I think if Jones plays we win that game and the rest of the season you know looks, looks good Dallas they can't lose you know they can't lose another game obviously that does depend a little bit on what we do what the Redskins do Redskins are a pretty good team I, I still look at Dallas a little bit more as the more the threat um, as we did sweep the Redskins. It's funny, though. I think we are the only team in the NFC East to beat the Redskins, and we beat them twice. That's that's kind of crazy to me. Um, yeah, that Week 17 game will come down to us winning the division or not. Um, so if we miss Jones, the second part of your question, if we miss Jones for an extended period of time, uh Man, Seahawks still lost. Cardinals, that's gonna be tough. I would, I would kind of change that to a loss. I think I still think we could beat the Browns. Ravens loss, and then you know, definitely gonna be tricky at the end. It would really depend on how Dallas finishes out the year. I still think we could be in position to beat Dallas Week 17 with Colt and win the division. I, I, I do think that's a strong possibility. Eddie, thanks for the call. Hopefully that answers your question. And um, I do have another voicemail to listen to, so let's get right into that one. Hey, Mike, first-time caller here. My name's Kyle, calling from Hastings. I had a quick question, uh, NFL-related here. I was wondering, who would you take in a uh, battle royale to the death? Batman or Superman? Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Kyle, uh, thanks for the question, man. Hastings, where where the heck is that? Um, 
Batman or Superman? Uh, I'd go Superman, easy, uh, without a doubt, Superman. I actually have one more voicemail, so let's get that one in. Mark, hi, this is Juniper Spillington out of Newport, Alabama. I have a question for your giant. What do you think about Saquon Barkley next year coming back behind the offensive line? Do you think they hang out to Wayne Gallman? Wayne Gallman and Alfred Morris and Devonta Freeman? What do you think our running back looks like next year behind this line? Thanks for the call. Um, I think Gallman has proven that he is certainly capable of being the number two back behind Saquon. Honestly, I think Gallman has proven that he can be a back in this league. So that'll be interesting. Had you asked me this before Gallman kind of took over and Freeman was here, I would have said, let's sign Freeman and let him back up uh, Barkley. But kind of the way things are going right now, I'd love to have, have Gallman back. Uh, as his backup and even honestly you know if we could get him five to ten carries a game that'd be that'd be ideal uh Barkley behind this offensive line next year is going to be awesome you know it, they're, they're going to do nothing but improve Nick Gates is is playing better and better each week Andrew Thomas despite you know the the general media is just tearing him apart and he has been playing awesome he's been playing awesome the last few weeks I have watched uh, some of the Bobby Skinner offensive line reports and, you know, the way he breaks it down, the way he shows the improvement and what our offensive line in general is doing, man, that makes me excited. I, I do really think that this offensive line is going to do nothing but improve. I do want to see more Pert when he gets back. You know, it sounds like he should be back this week, I think. I'd like to say that Pert is going to start this week, but he probably won't, you know, but I think he'll get 15 to 20 snaps somewhere around there. But I do hope over the next couple of weeks, Pert starts. I don't know if, if Fleming is a Colombo guy and a Garrett guy, and that's kind of why he's gotten the nod, even though for the most part, I would say Pert has looked better. It'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. Uh, I do think that Pert gives us the better the better offensive line though and going forward obviously big um i did have one twitter question is eli manning a hall of famer <laughs> eric thanks for that question man um yes he's a hall of famer um it's going to be hotly debated for a while is he a first ballot hall of famer i don't know you know had drew Brees retired last year and they both were in the same class i bet you Brees would have gotten in over him and that would have made it pretty tough I would, I, I, I definitely think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. Is he a, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer? I want to say yes, but I know like the general opinion of Eli Manning isn't great, and it wouldn't shock me if he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. But he's definitely Hall of Famer. I really want to see him get involved with the media somehow, or coaching something because man, he is a great dude. You know, it's great to hear his voice. He's smart. He's funny. I don't know if he ever would get into coaching, but I could see him in the broadcast booth. Side note, different different topic. Tony Roma, man, get that man an offensive coordinator position somewhere or a quarterback's coach or something. I'm a little surprised that that hasn't happened yet, but maybe he's just happy where he is. I don't know. I'm going to end this podcast now. You know, I just kind of want to do a short one and get my feet wet, and hopefully this wasn't too bad. I want to try to do one a week, 
maybe more we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes uh, i'd like to do a you know a review of the week and then a preview of the next week uh and maybe talk about some other things as we go thanks for listening and let's go g-men let's get a let's get a win on sunday let's beat a good team with or without daniel jones let's let's freaking go all right 